0: Abundance has left us in want. We think too much and we feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know
1: the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. Silence! The our great and powerful knows why. You've got to say I'm a human
2: being. God damn it! My life has value. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill
3: you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men. Machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. Yeah, thank you. you're
2: Jason Burmes, And who
3: loves you? And who do you love?
2: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Reality Rants. I am Jason Burmes. This is brought to you by RedVoiceMedia.com. Remember, we do the second hour at the top of the hour over premium style. 50 cents for the first week. $5 a month. Uh, I'm sorry. $10 a month. And $100 for the year. Save yourself 20 bucks. I am far from the only attraction there. And all I can say is the lineup is getting better and better, growing by the day. And I am just so happy to be a part of that growth. And I want to thank all the Burmese Brigade that has thrown their support behind me. Gone to redvoicemedia.com slash Jason or redvoicemedia.com slash and signed up slowly but surely. We're getting there, guys. Two, three subscribers a day, it's not much. But when your YouTube channel is as shadow banned as mine is, when sometimes I can get more views, okay, on band.video alone, between even videos that do all right on Rumble via my channel and the Red Voice Media channel, and make sure to go subscribe to them as well. Because aside from just like regular Jason Bermas, you get shorter clips of myself and the show that you can share. And then also shorter cuts and clips of the other shows that you can share. And even just short little like vigilant Fox style news clips over there. So make sure you're subscribed over at Rumble both ways. I don't call for that enough. I haven't grown my Rumble channel. I need to. And the band.video channel is great because There doesn't really seem to be any kind of elevation or suppression algorithms. So once again, I can get a a video up over there that does 15,000, 20,000 views. And if I do a video on YouTube and it gets more, I won't even go up to 10,000. If it gets more than 7,000 views, it is top tier. It is a one in 50 to 100 video. I've been around the platform again since 2007 and my analytics are off the charts overwhelming to engage an audience and should be bringing more people in no we've lost 30 to 50 subscribers maybe even 100 subscribers over the last uh 1 month 2 months why is that is that even possible same thing you know i i did my social blade on twitter and that'll bring us right into the tuckins interview with the muskernuts which has gotten super mega nova viral all over social media obviously twitter included but you can't turn on the news cycle and not hear about it etc if you don't know what social blade is social blade is usually a pretty good indicator on where you're going now when i started using social blade and showed my youtube channel that was growing and growing and growing before the demonetization and when i say demonetization i only mean really not even the full demonetization before they were demonetizing essentially every single video and making me review it before they demonetized my whole channel. That was it. The, the growth would just stop. My, my growth was mega awesome. And now, uh, you know, I bought my blue check mark. still waiting, still waiting, Elon. And here's the thing, like, I hate whining about this stuff, but it's not a level playing field at all. Just like Parlor goes out of business, right? They always tell you to build your own thing. And then big tech colludes against them together, acts like they're private corporations, they're Trojan horse civilian systems of a great narrative of a military industrial complex agenda. And now they're bye-bye, goodbye. Sorry, you want to be a free speech platform? You want to be on the same? We'll take you off the app store. See ya. See ya. <clears throat> and that's why, you know, I know we have Lineage OS and Graphene OS, where are the programmers out there for a true open source operating system for these devices that can wipe an Android or an iPhone, directly interject that on there and be a true freedom phone. Because again, I, I understand the de-googling and all that other stuff. and putting a vpn etc where are you guys where are you because that's really the only way that that stuff could grow if you know 10 to 20 percent of the population said no more to the main two the main two i mean you get a phone outside of an apple or an android running device oh you got a flip phone right or you got you got the the jitterbug for old people (laughs) And I, the Jitterbug might run on Android. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with it. I know I'm. I know the grays are popping in the beer today. Not quite that old yet. Okay. But the truth of the matter is, there is no level playing field. I'm still not able to uh, stream to the Twitter, which is extremely unfortunate. And and Musk is still paraded around, kind of as this hero. We're going to play what I think is Elon totally putting out the bullshit. Oh, I can't believe how many government agencies had access to all of Twitter. And he, he talks about it not being his, but the people's. Now, Tucker brings up the fact that he's a huge government contractor and he's sticking it to the government. But he doesn't ask about those huge contracts. Now. There's a second part tonight. The hard, I'm sorry, the hard questions are not being asked at all, at all. Instead, this is really like a PR piece for the muskernuts. And it's a big problem, Tuckins. You you did the Trump interview. Now, this interview, the most popular thing on TV, this guy, even though he's, I guess, being the most reasonable voice at that level. On artificial intelligence is still pushing forward with a very real transhumanist agenda, transhumanist agenda. And I'm going to bring up some UN stuff. We're going to talk about the IMF-CBDC being announced last week, something that's been in the works for some time. Remember, I was telling you over a decade ago, I know we got some newbies, right? The the 9-11 video yesterday brought some newbies in, okay? I've been talking about the special drawing rights unit and the SDR for almost a decade and a half. As soon as they introduced it, it was probably in 09, 2010, maybe even 2008. And when I saw that this bank was just going to be able to digitally produce money with no resources nor regulation behind it, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. This is stepping us into a fully digital currency where there is no accountability. And I've got a clip from the Brookings Institute that we're going to play later where they're openly bragging, openly bragging right now at this moment how they are going to essentially let the World Bank and IMF do whatever they want, whenever they want, want, totally unaccountable, without any resources to back it up. You understand what that means? That means that the top part of the population, the social Darwinists, will be the have and own everythings. And you will be at a multitude, okay, a multitude of the mercy of a multitude of different mechanisms to control you, including a digital currency based in a carbon and social credit score. And this is something that has been in the works decade upon decade upon decade on behalf of the altar of global government, global governance, a new world order, whatever you want to call it. And look, I get it. Some people think that New World Order is a goofy term, and it's not real. It's as real as it gets. As real as it gets. That's why I made Invisible Empire a New World Order defined. So you don't have to listen to a guy like me or even Bryce Mitchell. I forgot to get that clip for today. Talk about a quote-unquote New World Order. No, 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 no. You can watch Tony Blair talk about it and Gordon Brown talk about it and George Herbert Walker Bush talk about it. All of them every single damn one of them by name, right? And you can see the mechanisms of control. You can see what these NGOs really are and these think tanks really are. And they're, they're basically a consortium of unelected Muppets, Muppets that parrot the agenda of what some people like to call the one percent but they ain't one percent they one out of a hundred bro they ain't one out of a thousand start getting into the one in ten or a hundred thousand of the population then you're talking about the real predator class you get it that always bothered me about the occupy wall street the one percent hey everybody just so you understand what that means uh I, I went to a very small school, so I only graduated with about 54 kids in my class. That's not the case for most of us, all right? Most of us, 100, 200, 1,000, 2,000 in our class, okay? So that would be like saying, while you're sitting there, that, you know, Timmy Johnson, whose dad owns the, own, uh, the car dealership, and you don't like Timmy. You know, he's got the preppy clothes. He gets whatever he wants. Well groomed, haircut, the whole nine, but his dad is a millionaire, which most of us are. And he actually employs people in the community. All right. That guy's not part of the 1%. That's the upper middle class. But that's the guy you're supposed to be mad at because you don't like Timmy Johnson. Because Timmy Johnson's got more than you. You have no idea the world of trust fund kids, private schools okay the 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 real the real upper echelon no no those are the ones that are going to have everything and they're always talking about decimating extreme poverty what that means is they're going to what take the standard of living down for that upper middle class or that middle class so they don't have the ability to socially climb through generations to make generational wealth for their friends and their families and their communities that's a no-no so yeah they'll rise you know the ones they don't exterminate by the way you'll have that little extermination i'm actually going to play you a clip of the founder of technocracy All right, and by the way, it's a technopoly. I don't even like technocratic or the term technocracy. Really, it gives the illusion. And then it's the reason they use the term technocracy, ooh, ooh, to give you the idea that there's some kind of democratic or democracy element to a technocracy. There's not, that's not what it is at all. It's more like bureaucracy, but again, semantics. So it's a technopoly that they want to impose on all of society where, according to Howard Scott, who is the uh, founder of the technocracy movement, and what's really important to understand is this guy was dead by 1970, and and the, the clip I'm playing is probably mid to late 60s because he's certainly an older guy, but there he is in his nice little jacket, and he's got his hat, the founder of technocracy. Talking about his friendship with Margaret Black People Are Like Weeds singer, Little Miss Eugenics, and how he loves her. Oh, I knew Margaret Sanger. Oh, but then discussing how certain uh, biologists have come up with the type of poison, rat poison in particular, that is odorless and tasteless and undetectable. And if put into the water supply of a large metropolitan area, guess what? We'll just sterilize all the mammals. That's what technocracy was founded on. (laughs) That guy. I mean, we got the clip and we're going to play it. And it's disturbing and it's upsetting, but it's not me saying it. It's Howard Scott, the founder of the technocracy movement. Wow, wow. So uh, that's gonna be a big story. We've got other big stories we're gonna go over today. But really after we do uh, the musking nuts here, we're gonna get deep into UBI, CBDC, uh, energy certificates and how those were discussed as a form of currency oh so long ago. Again, these people are patient, man. They are super, super patient. They'll wait another 5, 10, 20 years to get their agenda through. 30, 40, 50 years. They're social engineers for control. Very patient. Generational agenda based in social Darwinism, based in rule by bloodline. I rule, therefore, I should rule. And my children should rule. We have been chosen. Anointed, if you will, that's the mentality. Hard to grasp, I know, but that's the truth. So I want to play uh, this clip, and we'll, we'll probably do just a slight watch along. This is toward the end of the interview uh, with Musk and Tucker on Twitter, and how I think a lot of this was was very much grandstanding and just. Man, what, what a fluff interview. There there really should have been more, more meat and potatoes with the whole thing. Like, hey, Elon, why in the world do you still have former Defense Department, FBI, NSA, CIA at your company? It's a question the Tuckens asked on a show. Didn't hear it in the interview. Instead, we got basically a promotion for our new savior, Elon Muskernuts.
0: All right. Ultimately, it it did succeed. here
4: we are. Um, But when you got there and all of a sudden you own it and all the data on the service belongs
0: to you. Well, it belongs to the people.
2: Oh, it belongs to the people. No. First of all, private companies don't belong to the people. That's something out of Klaus Nutschwab's mouth. Stakeholder capitalism. We are the stakeholders. We must look beyond the economics. Yes, the people. That's a form of capital. It's for the people, really, is it? So then can we get all the emails that you shared with journalists and beyond? Can we get all the emails before the COVID-1984 nightmare? Can we get all the emails that show how you shadow ban? All right, can we stop giving access as was exposed when he dumped the open source algorithm to law enforcement to de-boost people and posts yes that's right the federal bureau of investigation and others have back doors into this private company okay now in it here he's gonna be i was shocked to learn all this government involvement come on you were shocked oh you're this is a guy on the inside the, the largest defense contractor uh, in the world is, uh, as Cash Patel said years ago, when Starlink was in its infancy. I believe his contracts have only gotten larger and larger and larger, especially when you're talking about not only Starlink, but SpaceX. Okay, the weaponization of space, that reality. All right. And he didn't know that the government had access to a social media platform which was openly engaged in censorship on a level the United States has never seen? Okay. Yeah, oh, sure thing, Elon! I view, but yes. But but you can see what it I, is,
4: and you can yes. see what they've been doing, and you can see who's been working there. You, you were shocked to find out that various intel agencies were
0: affecting its operations? Uh, the, the, the degree to which uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access everything that was going on on twitter uh blew my mind
2: full access now again for some people like myself none of this is news none of it now to others it's not news but it's confirmation of what they've talked about and it gives them a sense of trust around elon musk oh he's telling us the truth finally we got somebody there are bigger angles to look at here all right larger agendas at play and and this guy is being deified notice even in the beginning he has to really be careful by saying well to the extent of which i was unaware because he damn well knew just like any thinking person knew that what the government The government at its top levels within what some people would call the deep state. Others would call the military industrial complex. Others would call the intel community is in charge of.
0: Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? Uh,
2: Yes. Of course. Their DMs. Listen, man. Is anybody out out there watching like the January 6th trials or maybe even the Mackey case with Ricky Vaughn and uh, really Microchip, a.k.a. Mackey case Douglas Mackey. Right. People like Justin No, No, nobody else, because what are they doing in those cases? They're showing their private conversations on the Internet because nothing on the Internet, no matter how hard you try, is truly anonymous. Are we paying attention to even the leaker case where we're talking about discord? All right, signal messages have been brought out in court cases. Everybody thinks they're encrypted. And he starts talking about how he's going to have a toggle, a toggle to encrypt your DMs. That is another false sense of security. The NSA gets what the NSA wants, and the NSA wants it all. They want it all, and they've been taking it all, all the way back before 9/11, with Amdocs and Converse being the Israeli arm of communications and where they were going, and then Hepting versus at and showing that NSA apparatus in private server rooms where it there was no smart intelligence collection; it was just massive intel it was everything intelligence collection the rooms took all the digital traffic from large telecom companies like AT&T and beyond all right none of this is new it's just further and further being legitimized and now again although they don't want to talk about it on other networks because Tucker's talking about it, and he's given the platform to Musk who's already kind of been deified by so many on the right and conservatives this helps add okay add to the mystique oh. Oh.
0: yes because the dms are not encrypted so one of the first you know one of the things that we're about to release uh is the ability to encrypt your dms
4: that's pretty heavy duty though because a lot of well-known people reporters talking to their sources government officials the rich people yeah. in the world sure. they're dming each other and the assumption, obviously, it was incorrect, but was that that's private, but that was being read by various governments? That
2: would be a, a a ignorant assumption to make. That anything you do, any private messenger conversation you've had on Facebook, Twitter, any of them, any of them, they have software where they have keystroke software. Same thing on this. So even if you type it and decide not to send it they have every single keystroke so they also get a little window into your psyche how fast you type something what your original thought was whether you rethought that whether you edited that whether you erased it completely and then said something to the opposite effect it's just like every time you're sitting there getting ready for the gram oh 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 and you take 15 shots of yourself you go no no delete delete no no they know all those they're like wow this person usually takes about 15 to 20 photographs before before posting one and then you know they use the facial recognition software to see which ones you liked and which ones you didn't like they use the camera to see how long your eyes are fixated on the image what the expressions on your face were when you saw the image, all that's real-time, algorithmic, what they're calling artificial intelligence, which isn't really AI, okay? None of it's AI. Garbage in and garbage out. Now, earlier in this, they they talk about how the AI has been trained to lie and how even the, the Muskernuts himself found uh, helped fund and found OpenAI, which is run by Microsoft. And they talk about basically Google and Microsoft and even um, Google in the sense that Larry Page, who was a friend of uh, of Elon Musk at the time, according to Musk's version, was talking about basically building a digital AI God. This is this is Westworld stuff, but that is the plan, AI to run everything. But the thing is, the AI isn't truly artificial intelligence. And it's being programmed for a certain narrative to censor information, to control information, in order to control the populace, while at the same time regimenting their every movement, everything about their life. That's the reality.
0: Uh, yeah, that seems to be yes. It's scary. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, so... Um, like I said, we're moving to um, have the DMs be optionally encrypted. I mean, you know, there's like a lot of DM conversations which are, you know, just chatting with friends. For it's sure. not, not, not important. Of That's um, hopefully coming out later this month, uh, but no later than next month, uh, is the ability to toggle encryption on, on or off. So if you if you have, are in a conversation you think is sensitive, you can just toggle encryption on.
2: Now, let, let's talk about that. That's That's a false sense of security other than the keystroke software there's also um basically the ability to remotely see your screen so as you type something as long as it's visual and it's not just dot 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 like when you put in a password right and that's usually that's not how it works when you're using dm encryption in in the first place you just take a screenshot of your entire conversation encrypted or not encrypted or not come on it's 2023
0: and then no one on twitter can see what, what are you are talking about They i could put a gun to my head and i couldn't i couldn't tell i couldn't uh, the, the, you know, that, that's sort of the gun to the head test if, if someone puts a gun to my head and i can i still not uh see your dms that should be that's the acid test yes um and that's how that's that's how it should be if you want your have
4: you had complaints from various governments about doing this
0: I haven't had direct complaints to me. I've had sort of like some indirect complaints. I think people are a little concerned about complaining to me directly in case I tweet about it. (laughs) You know, Uh, (laughs) they're like, "Uh Uh, uh-oh. It's
2: a big joke. Oh, he could tweet about it. (laughs) (laughs) If you think that the Five Eyes Alliance or anybody who had access then or wants access since are going to have less access because of Elon Musk. I'm sorry. That's 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 not real. That's fake. That's not a reality at all. So we're going to move on. I didn't want to play too much Musk or Nuts, really. I think we put, played about, I don't know, less than two minutes of the clip. Uh, there's plenty out there. There's going to be plenty more tomorrow. Uh, if there's something that I feel is newsworthy, maybe we'll come back to it tomorrow. But I want to start with this universal basic income clip that is um part of a james corbett documentary i love corbett corbett does a great job uh, i've known james now well over a decade almost it's probably about 15 years maybe maybe even a little bit more than 15 years and his work has been continually impressive and really only gotten better via the production value over the years james corbett is a true independent journalist and in my opinion, uh, top-tier integrity, top-tier real deal, putting out the agenda in a manner in which anybody can digest it. And it's, it's, it's very, very palatable and direct. So, th- so this is a two-minute clip kind of laying out the idea of automation, universal basic income, uh, climate credits, the whole shebango, the whole system. And I saw Jonesy. Yesterday, uh, Alex over at InfoWars finally talking about Beyond the Reset and, and really playing clips almost throughout the whole show, telling people to watch it. Good. Good. That Beyond the Reset, uh short documentary that I think now two, three weeks ago, not only did we mention, but we did a watch along in the second uh half, over on the paid portion of the broadcast. You know, if, if you think InfoWars is tomorrow's news today, you know, God bless them. I, I'd say nine out of ten stories, we beat them to the punch one week, one month, sometimes six months before they cover anything. And, and that's not to brag. I'm not bragging, folks. Tip of the spear. It it's the truth. You watch this show. For instance, you know, yesterday Jones mentioned the nine eleven nine eleven nine eleven 9 11 CIA connection on his show. Okay. But then I think other than the headline and a quick mention, that was it. We did an hour. We did an hour commercial free here, and then we did another 20 minutes over on the paid portion of the broadcast, which you can listen to for free over at the Podbeam. All right. So, look, I'm glad InfoWars exists. I'm glad Alex is covering stuff like that. I'm glad he has a huge reach and a huge audience. Consider supporting us here at Red Voice Media, where if you're paying attention, okay. You're, you're not going to get tomorrow's news today. You're going to get news that people sometimes don't talk about, whether or not it's in the uh, alternative or mainstream media, sometimes ever, sometimes until I go on their show, right? In, in fact, with Elon Musk in particular, um, I have been by far, by far the most critical person that's been given a platform on Infowars of Elon Musk. In fact, I believe it was the first opportunity probably now a year and a half ago, maybe maybe closer to two years ago, when they started letting me host the fourth hour again and contacted me. Straight Musk, straight reality, straight NASA, okay? Straight up sustainability, when you hear that term, that's a code word for your standard of living, plummeting. So without further ado, let's uh, let's play this Corbett clip.
0: There will be fewer and fewer jobs that a robot cannot do better. Okay. What to do about mass unemployment? This is going to be a massive social yes. challenge. Um, and I think ultimately we will have to have some kind of universal basic income.
4: Would you live in a greener lifestyle if you could make money
3: from it? Well, that may be possible if a government proposal for personal carbon emissions allowances
2: is implemented under the scheme. everyone is- Scheme? scheme I love and this it is a scheme they're schemers they're scammers they're controllers they're haters and, you know the one thing I didn't play from that uh interview was when they were talking about Larry Page Google this tort um this kind of sentient AI they also talked about the singularity okay but then Musk, again, says that Larry Page accused him of being a speciesist, all right? And he's like, yeah. In other words, this is something that threatens the human species, humanity. That's why I tell everybody this trans thing is really transhuman, post-human. It's the battle for humanity, the battle for our species. That's real. And I think that the evidence is clear that in most regards, if not all regards, okay, Musk, as you just saw in that clip right there, is very much a part of that agenda, a part of that working mechanism that's pushing society towards transhumanism and towards what? The climate agenda that's not discussed at all by the Tuckins. That's another thing. That really should have been questioned in that interview. Nope. Hey, wait a minute, Elon, aren't you about a universal basic income and sustainable energy and you're the electric car guy, right? And, and then you're also the defense contractor guy. None of that. None of that. The UK would be allocated an annual carbon allowance stored electronically rather like a supermarket loyalty card.
4: Points would be deducted every time we buy or use non renewable energy, for example, using electricity to power appliances in the home,
2: or traveling somewhere by plane, or
4: even buying petrol for your car on the forecourt.
2: Now, any points left over could then be sold back. Any points left over, I love it. They could you could sell it back to the bank, you could sell it back to the bank, so the bank has no resources, nothing to back it up. They're giving you a digital system of control that you're not going to have extra on if you do anything. But if you do, mate, you could sell it back to the bank. Cheerio.
0: To a central bank. Are you still with us? And People who need more, like motorists who had used their allocations, could then pay
3: for a top-up. The Pavel Insights team co-authored a report with Sky, a uh, major UK licensed broadcaster to talk about how Sky could nudge people into climate change behavior, and not just Sky, but the recommendation was that other UK broadcasters should adopt these techniques. And the sorts of techniques they talked about were including news segments. So just to clarify, that's saying that there should be items in the news that will lead people to change their behavior and climate.
2: Yes. I mean that—that's basically what the news is for. That—that—that that, that agenda has completely been pushed forward, and and we see it everywhere. And it's it's the same crew. It's the World Health Organization. That yeah, World Health Organization, worried about climate change. UN worried about climate change. You know what else they're worried about? The trans issue, because it's all one and the same. They are trying to dehumanize us, all right, and get us to accept subservience under this agenda.
4: Initially, the notion of a goal-oriented ledger may be user-driven. As an organization, Google would be responsible for offering suitable targets for a user's ledger.
2: So I, I forget what this is called. I think it's the selfish ledger. And this is something from Google from like a decade ago at this point, where I was trying to explain then, you already have a social credit score. If you've got an Apple device, It's been admitted for the last five, six years, you have an Apple social credit score. Don't think that Google, AKA partners with NASA, the NSA, the CIA, the Intel community on many levels, in doing the same thing. Of course they are. Of course they are. Whilst the notion of a global good is problematic, topics would likely focus on health or environmental impact
4: to reflect Google's values as an organization. Once the user selects a volition for their ledger, every interaction may be compared to a series of parallel options if one of these options allows the ledger to move closer to its goal it will be offered up to the user over time by selecting these options the user's behavior may be modified and the ledger moves closer to its target
2: and and, you know that was another thing that was essentially discussed with uh the musker do and tuckens in that if ai even reaches the point where it becomes a very influential writer okay forget about just the jobs of journalists and authors going by the wayside and not being being able to identify if something is written by a human being or not but if they can influence us with language would that influence be negative or would it be positive or would we be able to tell the difference see we have to conceive of a threat and know it's there before we can fight back against it it's a big deal so when i talk about a digital currency and i talk about the imf and the cbdc People need to identify. This is PR Newswire. This is the stuff that they put out. When I say they, I mean what? The IMF itself, the International Central Bank. All right. They put this out. They put this out. They put this out. Today at the International Monetary Fund, spring meeting 2023, the Digital Currency Monetary Authority, the DCMA, announced their official launch of an international central bank digital currency that strengthens the monetary sovereignty of participating central banks and companies with the recent crypto assets policy recommendations proposed by the IMF. Oh, we're just, we're just gonna look into it. Yeah, we're just gonna take a look at crypto. We're just gonna take a look at a CBDC. No big deal. No big deal seriously guys so (laughs) this is the universal monetary unit remember it used to be sdrs before it hit crypto territory and central bank in fact let's find maybe we'll do it live sdr sdr imf okay so what is the sdr special drawing rights all right there there they are (laughs) What is the meaning of the SDR from Google? You get down there. It's digital money that's not backed by anything at all. That's run by them. and they've had it forever. And now they're uh, expanding that. SDR valuation basket, new currency amounts. Let, let's Let's see if we can go uh, news and by date. see if we can find out. And tools sorted by relevance, by date. So constantly talking about that. Let's go to page ten. Man, I, I'd love to go to the end of this, but obviously this has been going on. There's some 2021. Let's see. Now we're down to 2020. Really, it's only going to go to 30. 2016, 2017. We listen. The SDR goes way back well, let, let, Let's let's do a real search instead of recent. Let's do custom range. Okay, let's do 01 slash 01 slash 2007, because I think it is the earliest, but now we'll go 01, 01, 2012. Uh, yeah, let's do that, because it's definitely not past that. So there you go, 2009. 2009 is when uh, we, we get it, sorted by date. So April 1st, actually, right in that wheelhouse. So 14 years ago, 15 years ago, right around there. That's that's when they started launching this, what I what I think is a illegal currency on behalf of a global cartel. Just, we got special drawing rights. <laughs> and remember, it's the blockchain that's being used by the World Economic Forum and the IMF with their refugee program. We've played that video probably a dozen times here where they're taking your biometric data, you're living in the refugee camp, don't worry, it's going to get you the food. But it's great because it stops all these processing fees. Now, we're going to go to this clip of a gentleman before the Brookings Institute talking about the World Bank and essentially how this the, there is an agenda, they're revamping, it's all Bernaysian doublespeak. But in it, they admit that, yeah, they don't have any more resources to back up this money, but we're just gonna let them print it. And by print it, we're not printing anything. We're just gonna use the digital tools we have to loan this stuff out. that doesn't even exist, okay? Let's do it.
5: So another really big priority for us uh, this week is what we refer to as MDB evolution. So the the process of kind of updating the multilateral development banks were
2: multilateral development banks, and the agenda is to empower them in this system. It's an evolution agenda. We're in a pivotal
5: point in international development. The MDBs and the World Bank, in particular, are in the midst of a once in a generation transition.
2: Have you heard that once in a generation? thing before once in a generation pandemic once in a generation transition all this once in a lifetime once in a generation don't worry we're just changing at this one time no this has been a gradual de-evolution of our sovereignty of our human rights of our purchasing power as what the human species literally attacking the species
5: we are now in a world that faces increasingly complex global challenges that cross boundaries and disproportionately affect the poorest and most vulnerable
2: Uh, everything's boundary crossing they want to get rid of any type of sovereignty right and they start talking about international law in another clip it's the highest law of the land Bullshit. We as United Cis- States citizens are not bound by international law, because most of those people are unelected bureaucrats and monsters, okay? They are appointed to their positions. We don't believe in appointments of those who are supposed to be representatives of the people. And that's,
5: unfortunately, the MDBs weren't really designed for challenges that stretch across countries in mm-hmm. this type of way, and so it required some updates. And six months ago, Secretary Yellen called on the MDBs and their shareholders to prepare for the challenges of the future, to, to evolve, to meet the challenges. Of-
2: Yellen is another, I mean, Yellen is the word. That's Yellen is, inflation is transitory. It's a bald-faced liar and tool of the establishment. Another very unimpressive person. All right. Somebody that has been caught lying again and again and again and again. An interconnected and changing world
5: and i think it's really important to recognize how much we've been able to accomplish in six months from when that speech took place and working together with a broad coalition of shareholders and borrowing countries and thinking through how we can modernize the world bank so we've modernized the mission the new mission underscores the importance of building resilience in the face of global shocks
2: building resilience in the face of global shocks um, including climate, pandemics, and fragility and conflict. So there it is again. Climate agenda is the pandemic agenda because it's a control agenda. Fragility in conflict. That's boy, oh boy. Once cities and towns are completely decimated and destroyed due to war, war, not conflict, but war, you know death showers from above, military involvement, that sort of thing. Don't worry, we're going to step in as the saviors. We're the best. We're number 1. We are the World Bank.
5: Yeah. Um and seeing them as an integral part of the World Bank's meeting its twin goals of ending extreme poverty and boosting shared prosperity.
2: Ending extreme poverty and boosting shared prosperity. Again, By ending extreme poverty, what they mean is your standard of living plummets, their standard of living comes up a little, and now you're all in it together. The the haves and the have-nots are no more. You're all have-nots. You're all have-nots. And these people controlling these banking systems are the have-everythings.
5: We are strengthening the bank's operational model. Risks are not bound by borders and development challenges are not always country specific. And so the bank is integrating global challenges into its analytical work. Um, We've also increased the bank's financing capacity um, without adding more resources. Let me translate that for
2: you. We've increased their finance capacity without adding resources. So in other words, we're just letting them do what they want, say what they want, print what they want digitally create what they want and we're going to say it's worth something but yet there's no more resources to back it up no we plan on taking over those resources through these tools that's what that is
5: starting to implement the recommendations of the G20 Capital Adequacy Framework review so shareholders have agreed to undertake reforms that responsibly stretch the balance sheet in ways that can add up to $50 billion more in lending capacity over the next
2: decade, which is a substantial boost. Responsibly stretch the balance sheet with no more resources to the tune of $50 billion. And if they're telling you it's $50 billion, you better bet your ass it's probably more like $5 trillion. That's speculation. I'm not trying to get thrown off for harmful information or harmful content or misinformation or disinformation but break down what he just said right there they don't have any more resources we're going to stretch out right the balance sheets to the tune of at least 50 billion more what
5: in lending coming from the world bank um, and doing so in a way that protects the bank's financial sustainability and it's AAA rating.
2: So in other words, we're doing it in a way that their rating, okay, will never go down and it's risk averse, meaning it's too big to fail. But we already knew that about the International Monetary Fund. And we already knew that about the World Bank because they were set up for that very purpose, not to have resources, not to back things up with, I don't know, precious metals, silver, gold, et cetera. No, to have a digital command and control system under global governments. We've come a long way in these last six months, but this
5: we think will be a really important opportunity to press this process forward. Uh, What we're accomplishing this week is kind of the down payment on a reform agenda or an evolution agenda, where we can continue to make sure the multilateral development banks are fit for purpose for tackling critical global challenges.
2: Critical global challenges. we got to prepare them. All PR, all public relations, all Bernaysian doublespeak. What he just said is we're going to empower a global banking system with less oversight if any at all so that they can take the resources and control the resources by again distributing money that doesn't exist it just exists because we say it exists uh, they're they're the david blaine of brookings and the world bank okay so I want to play this clip of international law and, and how that's being pushed. international We're not bound by international law. And by the way, the United States military industrial complex, even when they prop up some kind of inter- international law that goes against our policy, we don't follow it anyway at all, not even a little bit. all this is being pushed through the united nations it's the world court and and what they're they're talking about smaller nations that have to do their part and and this is incrementalism and them implementing these uh tools of control through the weakest the most vulnerable the most corrupt in the places where the citizens have the least say okay an international court of justice the world's highest court. No, 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 no. no. It, it, the UN is the world's highest court. They're a joke. They're a bad joke. See, oh, you've got legal duties now to address the climate crisis. Oh, oh. See, the International Court of Justice will provide an opinion on what countries can do to cut their emissions because cutting emissions protects people. Bullshit. Bullshit. They're not worried about real pollution. They're worried about demonizing carbon because it's a life force on the planet. In Beyond the Reset, when they're doing their news propaganda, they invert the truth and say that, no, CO2 isn't plant food, but at night, The evil, bad trees are emitting CO2, so we've got to cut them down, okay? We are battling climate change. Climate vulnerable people. (laughs) That's imaginary. That's not real, okay? That, that, that is false okay climate vulnerable people it's the same thing and, and and again this is the un this is the agenda as and this is united nations free and equal we gotta save people from climate they're, they're climate vulnerable listen anyone who doesn't have a home in the winter time is climate vulnerable okay and, and and that that spans across so in this I want people to know, that just like everything else that's evil and dehumanizing, these are part of the trans child movement. Being trans is not an illness. Trans children and adults. What? There is no such thing as a trans child. Okay? Protect trans and gender non-conforming children and youth from violence and discrimination and allow for recognition of their gender identity. It's one of their goals. Okay, they want to destroy the family, they want to destroy parental rights, and they're for mutilating your child. All on behalf of equity. Okay. They've got their own page. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the man, woman with the beard. They've got their own page. And if you don't think they're pushing for the kid thing, it's on every damn one of them. Every damn one of them okay and by the way they they were pulling this shit in 2017 all human beings are born free and it's oh they're human rights no one's taking away the, the rights of human beings let me make that very clear or of adults there's a child in this one yes between half and two thirds of LGBT youth experience bullying in childhood forcing one in three to skip or even drop out of school bullying is a reality um, whether you're LGBT and by the way notice in 2017 it's LGBT okay but now it's LGbtqi plus and don't worry the elemental PO, ZXY um, TRSUV will be there one day too whatever they want to say it. they'll double T okay these are the monsters and, and they're hitting us from every single angle because it is a anti-human agenda anti-human okay let's continue on although the opinion won't be legally binding it will carry huge weight they always love to say that it won't be legally binding but once the united states agrees to it they'll just codify it into law color of law is what i like to call it climate negotiations and future climate lawsuits. So again, you're going to be able to wage lawfare based on the International Court of Justice that's not part of our constitutional republic. One day it could mean that high emissions break international law. Vanuatu is an 80-island archipelago in the South Pacific. It's one of the world's most climate vulnerable nations. Bullshit! (laughs) In March 2023, it was hit by two Category 4 cyclones in three days. Yeah, those things happen in island regions. They've happened in island regions um, since recorded humanity. (laughs) Causing damage that amounts to more than half of the country's GDP.
3: Again, it's fear, 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 fear.
2: Experts say the disaster was triggered by global warming. Global warming or climate change? What experts? They just get to make blanket bullshit statements. Blanket bullshit statements. That's what this is. And boy, we're only about four minutes away from the premium portion of the broadcast. Uh, you're going to want to see the godfather of technocracy, the founder of technocracy, talk about. Population control, his relationship with Margaret Sanger, how they've developed a tool to sterilize a population without them knowing it. The guy died in 1970. You're going to want to see the decades and decades and decades of preparation through energy certificates, those. You're going to want to see what really would happen if they try to take the fossil fuels away. You're going to want to see. Mayor Eric Adams telling you that meat and cows are bad, and he's proof of it. Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, you know, a a failed city in a failed state telling you how to live your life. So come on over, okay, www.redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, redvoicemedia.com slash Uncensored. Try it out for a buck today for one week. $10 $10 a month or $100 for the entire year. Lock it in. Let's finish up this clip before we go to the other side of the broadcast on the paid end. And again, I want to remind people that over at redvoicemedia.com, every day that we do this, two weeks ago, the premium goes free. And I've been posting some of those over at Rockfin. I'm going to post uh, today the Alex Carp of Palantir, watch along over on Rumble and Rockfin. Maybe on YouTube, it's tough because YouTube loves to censor in the second hour. You know, we, we go a little harder. vanity see, they're already at net zero, but it didn't stop their climate change. There's And by the way, no one's at net zero. That's not a possibility. Okay, net zero, again, is basically a false talking point, a Bernaysian slogan. Net zero. That's promoted by guys like Bill Gates. They've already hit net zero. More than 130 nations moving through all downtown. The US and China, both major polluters, did not back the motion. did not reject. This guy, this puppet. Yeah, this is a win for climate justice of epic proportions. Sure, it is, buddy. Sure it is, Guy. The global surface te- temperature has risen by 1.1 centimeters in the last century. I mean, there's no evidence of that. Climate change is already affecting weather systems uh, in every region of the globe, says the IPCC, an organization, not to be trusted ever under any circumstance. What climate laws would you introduce? Well, first of all, they wouldn't be climate laws. Uh, They would be regulation on actual pollution, right? Like mercury runoff or other chemicals in my water, in my air that you guys don't talk about at all anymore. Because you're not about actual um, punishment of those that pollute. You're about command and control of the entire population. Okay. We are heading over to the premium portion of the broadcast one at a time. I am going to say goodbye. I do want to thank everybody at Rockfin for tuning in. <clears throat> uh, YouTube, you know the drill. Uh, I, I wish we could keep it real. Tough to keep it real with the tube. Uh, let's see. We are leaving the rumbling, and we we can't do Twitter anymore. Unfortunately, still don't have my uh, blue check mark for Twitter. Everybody, as we go over into the second hour and I still can't stream on can anybody stream using streaming software if there's anybody in the Burmese brigade out there um, that still has the ability to stream videos let me know about it because I want to know if that feature is actually coming back I just get taken to a creator studio that doesn't work yeah I already I already paid my 80 plus beans Twitter I paid my cheese I did it when do I get it um I believe we're probably ready to go. We, we got a substitute producer today. Usually I get a text from uh, my normal producer, but I assume uh, that we're good to go as I've not heard anything. So we are going to jump into this clip uh, from decades upon decades ago explaining energy certificates okay, and how they'll be distributed to citizens. Really a universal basic income based in command and control on the climate. The same evolution that we're seeing today the question
1: about an energy certificate uh, the energy certificate is the will take the place of money it looks something like a traveler's check it's identifiable to the individual only and it has instead of dollars it has energy units the number of any units uh,
2: notice right out of the gates he said it would be person specific
1: Available so that when you pick up something, you, they will deduct the amount of energy that it took to produce that from the raw materials in the used form. Now, how will people get their energy certificates? Not like they do today, working. Mm-hmm. They'll get it because of their citizenship. Because they're doing so little and they'll do
2: less. I just picked, read an article the other day. They're doing so little, and they'll do less. Now, again back in the 50s, the 60s, even the 70s, there was this caca, caca parroting that we were entering a time period in which people would no longer really have to work much because robots would do everything and that you'd have month long vacations and 30 hour work weeks, all imagination land. And the experts get it wrong all the time, right? For instance, I tell everybody this but i watch a ton of ahc american heroes channel because i love watching um basically war footage mostly or historical footage of global leaders to, to get a beat on what life was like when i wasn't around right and i can only do so much of that but in those videos right in those type of documentaries you you see again and again and again that they get it wrong i was watching one on space travel and i was watching it basically not only on nasa and uh the uh the russians etc but during that era right people really believed that number one there would be no warfare because of the nuclear age and then the eventual militarization of space so in the beginning like when the korea war kicked off all right a lot of people have forgotten war it was a conflict it wasn't even a war right that they they were pulling these same tricks then roosevelt was pulling those same tricks and essentially they're interviewing all these soldiers on american heroes, channel they're like you know we thought it was over we, we, we never thought there'd be a war after World War II because we were told that because we had the bomb that no one would dare start a conflict with us. And that wasn't true. And then you move on. And well, it, maybe not the nuclear weapon, but now that Russia's got the bomb and we're militarizing space, that's gonna end conflict. Never ended conflict. And again, your work week hasn't gotten less. People are doing less now because they're being automated out. and that's not necessarily a good thing because so many people in this culture in this society here in the west have bent the knee and become subservient to government subsistence all right in other words you want your government ebt card you'll bend the knee you want your medicare or medicaid you'll bend the knee you want that welfare check You'll bend the knee. You want to be a part of their pandemic program? You'll bend the knee. You'll do what they say. They don't want a critically thinking, rugged individualist class. At the end of the day, all of these things, when we're talking about global governance and control, are of a collectivist mentality. Okay, but at the end of the day, when they tell you that that collectivist mentality is for the good of the many with the sacrifice of the few, that it's really an inversion. It's the sacrifice of the many and their civil liberties and their standard of living, okay? on behalf of the very few at the top that are not beholden to that system. Let's go back to this. Uh, energy credits, pre-UBI system of command and control that even then was painted up in a benevolent manner.
1: About, I believe it was the automobile industry. We're talking about in order to compete with Japan, they're going to have to put in more robots, Mm -hmm. but they said when they do put in more robots, they'll only need a fraction of the workers that they have at the present time. And that always leads to then what happens to these, you know, what's going to happen in the transition period between what we know of as, as using the phrases jobs and workers and that phrase that will no longer be applicable in uh, technocracy. What happens to these people now? And I've always heard, you know, and I've been here for the last 20 years hearing that we're going to have more leisure time and more time to do the things as But that doesn't, you know, now we see mm-hmm. people that are retired saying they want to get back and work.
4: They want to do things.
2: They don't want to be put aside somewhere, (laughs) and you and your (laughs) thing. They want to be human beings. They don't want to be, and that's the thing. Human beings thrive when they have a purpose. That that's why the very very successful people out there work until they die, right? They love their job. They love it. Now that may be some kind of a business entrepreneur that creates. A restaurant or a store that's selling goods and services. It may be somebody that works for somebody else and maybe is, you know, I, I had always dreamed of being a cartoonist or a comic book artist, and they're they're able to not only make a living, but express themselves artistically, those type of things, those type of jobs. They work forever. I never plan on retiring. People talk about retirement. I'm be running my mouth that they cut my tongue out. Okay, and let's say that happens. Let's say some something horrific where I can no longer express myself verbally. Well, pen and a pad. Can't do that. I'll use my nubs to type and type and type away. Also, edit certain things, right? If, if I was unable to go live all the time, um, I would sit back. I would do more edited news pieces, right? Maybe even some more documentary films. I've certainly talked about it, but... <laughs> Why? It's not just the finances of it all. It's because this drives me. This is my life. This is what I think about throughout the day, and for good reason. Okay?
1: Now, obviously you're talking about a 45-year over the hill and out of the game. You know why? Why? Because they've never learned how to live. All they get was to prepare to make a living. And when they're taken out of it, they don't know do anything else. That's why they want to go back. But there are latent possibilities and potentialities in all of us that have never been developed. And when you have the time to develop them, oh, it will be a new change, a change in mm-hmm. life altogether. But it's the only way out because what we have now at the present time is disintegrating. And we're going to have to go in some direction and that's the only way we can go. Because we find in the study of nature that everything is unidirectional and irreversible. You got to go ahead. You can't go back. Now we're trying to go back. Mm-hmm. Good old now you can start an oak tree out of an acorn, but you can't get the oak tree to go back <laughs> into the acorn.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of truth to the Pandora's Box moment there at the end, but then there's a lot of deception that what? Well, because you have extra time, you're going to learn extra skills. That's something uh, that we've discussed before, part of the big lie that you weren't going to work. Everybody's going to learn to play the piano and the cello. Unfortunately, again, illustrated very, very clearly during the past several years of the COVID-1984 nightmare, how many people used that time off to get jacked, right? to change the way they ate, to change um, their exercise regimen? How many people truly thrived in their careers? How many people learned a new skill? How many people took up an instrument? Real, and think think to yourself how many people do you know in your circles that improved their lives or bettered themselves with that time off? Unfortunately, that's just not instilled in a lot of people anymore. that's that that's just not a reality now people might try to project that idea and that ideal set, but it's not real. It's not real at all. But let me tell you what is real. What is real is this clip, and look, he's an old man in it, and I, it's just audio, so we'll uh, we'll have this up on screen, of uh, Howard Scott, and let's just X this out really quick. Howard Scott, here he is, who is uh, the founder of Technocracy, Inc. And again, dead by 1970. And here is this guy bragging about how that technocracy movement is really about sterilization of the population and population control.
6: Well, the Planned Parenthood, birth control league and all that. Well, I knew Margaret Sanger. Did you? yeah way back uh oh there was an old english tea room 40th street or someplace or what and there was a gravestone company next to it then there weren't many buildings in there and you got crumpets and uh muffins and a nice little thing i remember bill williams and a bunch more and margaret singer And uh, I said, well, to you, it's a car salam, but it isn't birth control that you're preaching. It's voluntary parenthood.
3: Mm,
6: Yeah. 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 There's a distinction there. You're right. Yeah. And I said, uh, you may have been driven into this because you had eight children. I think it was eight. I've forgotten. Some number of children she had Mm. but i said as a collective measure you have to have a collective means of doing
2: it collectivism notice he's talking about as a collective measure and saying voluntary pregnancy in other words he wants to institute something that is involuntary you get it very open about it right here
6: well of course we have advocated uh, the hell with all this voluntary parenthood. That is not going to stop reproduction. And uh, we have stated this in the public platform time and time again that the female of the human species has had the power and the facility to dissolve the fetus without any deleterious results to her reproductive or her general.
2: Mother- Dissolve the fetus. Dissolve the fetus. Dissolve the
6: fetus. That's been known for
2: generations.
6: We didn't know what triggered it. But several biochemists have found out. They have found out. Oh, yes. Tasteless, colorless, odorless.
2: So he's telling you now that the scientists have figured out a way to dissolve the fetus by means of an odorless, tasteless substance. Let's bring it back. I don't want to interrupt. We're going to bring it back like 20, 30 seconds. So you can hear him say it for himself. And then he's going to advocate it. To be put into the water supply. I, I mean, I get it. It's it's hard to believe somebody could be so openly ghoulish, right? Could say such what you would think as a, a caring, thoughtful human being who loves his friends and family and the species in general, enjoys life. Can't believe someone would say something like that. Not only say it, but take action to try to put it into place as policy. Let's go back.
6: Metabolism, that's been known for generations. We didn't know what triggered it, but several biochemists have found out. They, they have found out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's tasteless, colorless, odorless. It's cheap to manufacture and put in the drinking uh, water of a metropolitan water system. And, uh, this warfarin's rat poison. Yeah. Well, it's about the same percentage of effective as the poison is in warfarin's, which is around decimal point three
2: zero four 3041%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny that you're sitting there next to a guy that is the founder of Technocracy Inc. and pushing a philosophy of mass sterilization, of dissolving the fetus by stealth chemical means. These people love to brag. Again, it's mind blowing that anybody would be this ghoulish and to me it's mind-blowing that the interviewer isn't like um that's totally and completely evil and says, <laughs> pretty s- you sneaky dog you you sneaky dog you
6: and no mammal will conceive well that percentage is in the water is that so no dogs cats cows anything that's a
2: human being Notice right there, look at that technocracy. War, poverty, toil, scarcity. Help build the new America. Yes, because the technocracy is going to get rid of toil and scarcity. We have manufactured scarcity and we get manufactured consent over this war. This idea of killing people that speak a different language, that look a little bit different right oh technocracy that's going to that's going to save us all no no it's not i mean with guys like this talking about what not only sterilizing the human species but every mammal on the planet yeah there's nothing dr evil about that nothing wild about that sounds great no deleterious results whatever
6: no and you stop it for Six, seven weeks. Bang. Fertile again. Now, if you haven't got a metropolitan water supply, you can put it in candy. Okay? Or soft drinks.
2: Okay? You can put it. Who Who is it that consumes most of the candy again? Oh, you want to sterilize children. Or in soft drinks. You can put it in whatever. It's odorless, tasteless, cheap to manufacture. Yeah.
0: Here's an
6: eyedropper. Well, yeah, but uh, you could, but it's much simpler to put it in something like that. Uh, Just the same as the Sabin live vaccine. Here, we wouldn't touch the Sabin vaccine. We wouldn't even run tests on it. Look at what the Russians did. They proved up on one, two, and three Sabin vaccines. And they ran 79 million one year. They put it in, in candy. Yeah.
3: They beat us on that, huh? Hmm?
2: They beat us on that, huh? So again, he's not just talking about poisoning the water supply. He's not just talking about sterilizing not only humanity, but all of mammalia on the planet. He's talking about a mass vaccination program through stealth, through edibles, including candy and soft drinks, and and also talking about what adopting a Soviet-style model, a collectivist model. Oh, they beat us on that one, huh?
3: <laughs> they were ahead of
2: us on that.
6: Oh yes, they were. they did it by the million. I oh,
2: <laughs> wild wild so i got a couple more clips here on on these uh, agendas then i got a, a ton of news that i can go through here uh, some of the monsters among us news that we're gonna do but i, I want to play this clip that's based in reality from a professor explaining what will happen If the quote unquote elites, the people that I term the predator class, they're anything but elite in my opinion. There's nothing elite about them. Okay. The predator class, if they were to get their way and shut off fossil fuels over the next hundred years, we're talking about, we're talking about our kids and our kids' kids, that generation. If they do it there, we're talking about mass devastation and probably the culling of seven out of eight of us, which, if you're listening to these people, is actually the agenda.
3: If you look at the rate level, CO2 is increasing now. It's it's, it's around two parts per million per year, two and a half maybe, and. Uh, it's going to continue to increase because uh, most of the world is going to use fossil fuels for at least the next century. There's nothing you can do about that because uh, not to do that is basically a suicide pact. You know, and uh, there will be, mid- you know, literally billions of people would die if you stop using fossil fuels. You can't do it. You know? Billions of people that will die. You know, especially for. Uh, you know applications like fertilizer they recently tried that in sri lanka you know banned chemical fertilizers and the government was thrown out about a year ago because there was you know massive crop failures you know you couldn't run agriculture in sri lanka any anymore without chemical fertilizers and that's true around the world so they're just horrendous consequences of uh, banning fossil fuels that uh people are not going to take, you know, it doesn't matter what the elites demand. <laughs> you know, the average person wants to live and they can't live if they do what the elites demand. I don't know what the elites think. They, Many of them say, uh, well, the world is overpopulated. There are too many of these, uh, you know, knuckle-dragging climate deniers out there. Let's get rid of them with the earth can only support. A billion people and we've got eight billion so uh seven out of eight of us has to have to disappear Yeah, what better way to do that than mass famine i mean they don't, they don't yeah, yeah, say a, that but that will be a of, consequence of, of, uh, out of fuels
0: yeah, and of course they're not included in the in the remaining one billion you know everyone else yeah
3: yeah that's right they're, they'll be part of the elite one billion remaining that's right all the rest of us will be gone right. the elite
2: one billion remaining now they're not going to let a billion people be elite. Sorry, I don't know they're going to let a million people out of that billion people be elite. It's going to be a very very small. In fact, I would I would argue right now, don't get me wrong, geopolitics and big business, you know, you've got probably, you know, over a million players in in those regards to make them run. But it's only the cream of the crop, probably 10,000 or less that are the real movers and shakers and decision makers of society. 10,000 sounds like a large number in comparison to 8 billion people. That's nothing in comparison to even 1 billion people. That's nothing. And look, you know, we can talk about whether or not the population is going to revolt. I haven't seen a revolt. I was on um, Union of the Unwanted last night. And Union of the Unwanted is a great show because uh, there's a multitude of creators that come on there from various viewpoints. Uh, Sam Tripoli, I love Sam. He's on there. Steve from Slow News Day. He's been a guest here. Obviously, Ricky Verandes, who hosts OBDM. Uh, there's a lot of great people. But oftentimes, there will be people that I don't know or have never seen or interacted with. One of those guys was Kevin uh, D. Jenkins last night. And Kevin Jenkins, I think he left after about 40 minutes, but he was listening to the conversation. He was blown away that this conversation was even happening. And, you know, he asked the question how are they going to implement this with so many people waking up? And I said, you know, first of all, other people answered, but I said, look, if they just get 20% of the captive populace to have the, the ultra Stockholm Syndrome of the go along to get along mentality of yeah they might be uneasy about it but when push comes to shove just like when they got to keep their job and take a little boom 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 they'll do it they'll do it and I go you only need about 20 percent of those people then you can gaslight another 20 to 30 percent through social media where they're just gonna step along and then you got about half the population that may not go along with it but we're criminalizing their speech, we're criminalizing their thoughts, and we're criminalizing their behavior. So the other thing that should be alarming is that nobody of any type of significance in the past three, four, five, six, maybe even seven decades has been brought to justice in a significant manner and outed for their global crimes. Like again, in the 80s, you had a you had a small window where the Iran Contra network was finally exposed. And, and that really gave you a view into inside the deep state and the real drug de- dealing and the real banking cartel maneuvers. And yeah, there were some convictions. There were also a lot of pardons. There were also figures in there like Oliver North, who ended up being what? Pundits, authors, radio show hosts. We're actually elevated by the event. We've got no justice on 9 11. We've got no justice on the war of terror. We've got no justice in our current electoral system. Those are the realities. So, to me, if you combine economic hardship with possible military conflict over the next 12 to 18 months, which is the voting cycle, the sky's the limit. Because, again, they're they're censoring everything. They're trying to promote the muskernuts as a beacon of free speech. Meanwhile, there's still mass suppression on that platform. That's just reality. So, look, I'll be watching the Tuckins tonight, and we'll be reporting on it. But we got to keep those things in mind. All right, I want to play. Mayor Eric Adams telling you, where's the beef? It's gone. No more beef. In fact, you're bad if you eat beef and New York's uh, carbon emissions are really based in what you're eating. You've got to have a sustainable plant-based lifestyle.
1: One in every five metric tons of carbon dioxide our city emits comes from food, but all food is not created equal. The vast majority majority of food uh, that is contributing to our emission crisis lies in meat and dairy products. We already know that a plant, plant power diet is better for your
2: physical and mental health. And I am living proof of that. Bullshit. There's no evidence of that. There's no, in fact, the carnivore diet, where we're talking just meat, 90 plus percent meat. Uh, Most of it red meat that was demonized forever. That's the way to go. And look, let's let's look at real evolution. Okay, real human planetary evolution. All right, human species. And then regionally, we have different ethnicities. We can acknowledge that. That's scientific. Now, other then i would uh, argue the geographic relationship to the sun which obviously directed evolution of our species and i'm talking about uh, microevolution not macroevolution i'm not talking about species to species evolution okay i'm i'm highly skeptical and critical of that model cuz i've not seen any evidence that really promotes it but the evolution within a species seems very obvious to me not only in human beings but um things like horses and zebras etc adapting to your environment now a big part of that is the sun but also a lot of that is the diet and what you consume generationally and and let's look at just some other regions where people came up if you look at asia for instance the vast majority of people on average are smaller than those that um have emigrated to the United States over the last two, 300 years. And they eat a lot of rice. They don't eat a lot of red meat, okay? A lot of fish and rice, but mostly what rice and grains, smaller people. If you look at Europeans and even the first Americans, I, I would suggest people go to uh, the piers in Massachusetts where you can board some of the ships that came over Uh, via the Pilgrim era, right? That that initial journey over. Much smaller people, probably because of their nutrition. And the sunlight isn't big over in Europe, right? Very rainy there. That's the pale complexion, the whole nine. You come to the United States and all of a sudden there's a bunch of buffalo and people are eating a lot of buffalo, eating a lot of meat. And that progresses and progresses and progresses generationally. Physically, people in the United States of America that have been here generationally are just physically bigger. And I I would say that a lot of that has to do with our meat consumption. At the same time, there is also a lot more sunlight. For instance, the native people here, they did not have a light complexion, right? The natives had a brown complexion due to the um long and hot summers in most of the regions, the climate. That's that's real climate effect so to try to take away something and demonize something um that has such a clear benefit to our species is insane and to make blanket statements like we know a plant based diet and lifestyle is the one that we need to adhere to bullshit lots of bullshit and from a guy like eric adams you should expect nothing less let's just end it right here
1: but the reality is that thanks to this new inventory we're finding out it is better for
2: the planet so it's better for your brain it's better for your body it's better for the planet eat the bugs you heard it here first eat the bugs you're gonna eat the bugs all right let's hit some of these stories. Uh, that I haven't hit in the past couple of days. California Senator Diane Feinstein 89 asked to be temporarily replaced after fellow Democrats calls for her to resign over month-long medical absence. Um this this woman's gone. She has no place in government. Uh, it's it's as obvious if not more obvious than Joe Biden. You're not oh, Feinstein was big on the national stage, right? Senator uh, San Francisco, you know, like California, all that stuff. You've barely heard about her the last several years, and there's a reason for that. It's because she's gone senile. She's a malleable puppet like she always was, but now she can't verbalize those things. So, so right now, unfortunately, the Democrats are the party of the absurd, not just with dementia-ridden Joe Biden, not just with diane feinstein and the fact that she's obviously not mentally able to um fill her position but also people like fetterman who despite the fact and by the way fetterman's back on the scene this week apparently after his six week long hospitalization for mental illness after we knew that he had physical issues and could barely speak due to his uh strokes and what does the mainstream media do when they interview him? They ask him if he's going to run for president or if he has future aspirations for higher offices. And he's like, yeah. And this is where I'm sympathetic to uh, the, the guy, right? He just wants to spend time with his son. He's like, yeah, no, I I missed my son's birthday. I just want to take him to the restaurant and have the dinner my son wants to have. And I'm just like, damn. That's tough. And and that speaks to me in a a manner that we're all human beings. I'm not sitting here grandstanding when I close every show with, it's not about left or right, it's about right and wrong, because it is. Political parties, they don't mean much. (laughs) But I know they're absurd and that that Democrats have taken it to a new level. I mean, think about it. Kamala Embarrass is our vice president. Kamala Embarrass? Come on. That again, somebody who runs nothing is extremely unimpressive and vapid, and is nothing more than a malleable puppet on the altar, okay, of this collectivist, globalist, new world order agenda that is masked in diversity and equity and sustainability and gender. Talk, you know, virtue signal away. Do you want 20 Gs? Chat GPT's creator is offering a war, a reward if you find bugs in its AI chatbot, a part of its bug bounty program. Now, look, there's going to be tons of bugs and there's going to be tons of people taking this up. Here, the rewards start at $200 per vulnerability and go up to or $20,000. Let me say this. Um, I, I think that this is a grift. It's a great way to get people involved in your uh, your software and improve upon it. You know, a lot of uh, video game testers, for instance, get beta access, play around with it, report the bugs. Then the programmers go in and they go the dick-a-dick-a-doo, and, and that's valuable. Okay, that's valuable. This is probably more valuable. Uh, I think one of the big problems that's going to happen is because it's not true AI. And it is narrative management and control they're going to get a lot of submissions that suggest that and those uh submissions are either going to be ignored or used to actually strengthen the position of censorship or narrative control that's what's really going on with chat gpt so i quickly read this but i think we're going to read the whole article because it's pretty damn important billionaire les wexner uses bodyguards to dodge subpoena in scandalous Jeffrey Morgan sex trafficking lawsuit against JP Morgan court documents. Now, remember, this is just one of several cases that are going on. We're still waiting for the unsealed documents in the Virginia Guffray Roberts case involving Maxwell and Epstein and when those were first announced that's when the hoaxers came out and said they've unlocked the epstein files we've got them here they are we've got the new act Ooh, take a look none of it was new none of it somebody just recompiled a bunch of old files and i saw people here it's happening (laughs) use some discernment okay but this case um this is being blown wide open. They're, they're, the Virgin Islands is not mussing around. They're naming names and they're sending out subpoenas to people like Jess Staley, uh, to people like Jamie Dimon, to Pritzker, to Brin, and they're trying to get what has been named head of the snake, head of the snake, Les Wexner. Lingerie mogul Les Wexner is allegedly using. Burly bodyguards to dodge a subpoena in the scandalous lawsuit accusing JP Morgan Bank of helping Jeffrey Epstein run his child tra- sex trafficking uh, operation RadarOnline.com has learned. The U.S. Virgin Islands want to interrogate the billionaire founder and former CEO of The Limited and Victoria's Secret, who is widely credited for helping Epstein mass millions in the 1980s by hiring him as a personal money manager. But the crafty 85 year old tycoon has allegedly given the process server the slip and the usvi filed a motion uh, asking manhattan federal court judges overseeing the case to have the subpoena issued by certified mail the government seeks documents concerning the transactions and relationships between wexner and epstein and communications with jp morgan regarding Epstein according to the motion filed in the. US District Court in New York seeking the judge's help Epstein and Wexner had a long-standing business and personal relationship until Wexner uh, terminated Epstein in 2008 facts of which JP Morgan was well aware so so again the timing in that is when Epstein first began to become exposed via the Palm Beach case okay? And we know that the NYPD and the FBI had information on Epstein from alleged victims all the way back in the uh, mid-late 90s, 96 in particular. That's just what we know about. We don't really know if he was reported before that. Good chance he was. It's a monster. It's a, this is a serial monster. For years... Wexner remained mostly mum about his relationship with Epstein until July 2019 when he issued a statement denying any knowledge of the trafficking operation until the creep was arrested and sentenced in 2008 to 13 months in county jail after pleading guilty of soliciting prostitution from a minor in West Palm Beach, Florida. Can't solicit an underage prostitute. Just want to say that. It's not a thing just like trans kids, are not a thing. No, 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 no. You had sex um, with an underage girl or child, and you paid money for that, but that does not excuse the abuse. You are a child abuser. I would not have continued to work with any individual capable of such egregious, sickening behavior as has been reported about him, he said in a statement issued through the Wexner Foundation. As you can imagine this past week I have searched my soul, reflected and regretted that my path ever crossed his. I've Wexner he's searched his soul the soulful billionaire. We covered the story last week that it was so well known that Epstein was abusing young girls, they were joking about him dating Miley Cyrus of Hannah Montana when it was on the air in court documents. But boy, Wexner had no idea. He's got to search his soul. But the USVI's team of white-shoe lawyers are determined to find out why Wexner suspiciously accepted cash from Epstein through one of the bogus companies set up at J.P. Morgan. Among the many payments J.P. Morgan processed that the government has identified as evidencing Epstein's wrongdoing, was won by ostensibly charitable organizations of Epstein, enhanced education in the amount of 124 Gs plus. To billionaire businessman, Leslie Wexner, the motion states, chump change, but chump change that might get Wexner in a bit of trouble, in a bit of trouble. USVI also submitted a sworn statement detailing the runaround experienced by process server Erica uh, Kremens, who couldn't even get past guarded front gate at West Wexner's massive home in New Albany, Ohio. The government attempted to serve the subpoena upon Wexner at his home on February 8th, 2023, at 810 a.m., but was prevented from doing so by a security guard who would not allow the process server to access or communicate with Wexner, the motion states. A second attempt three days later also failed. The, uh, the attorney Linda Singer said in a sworn statement, uh, Wexner's lawyer, John W. Zelger, basically ignored her telephone calls. Then another lawyer at Zelger's uh, or I'm sorry, Ziger, Ziger's firm, first asked for a description of the subpoena's contents before refusing to accept it. The government has attempted to effectuate service seven times at two different locations and through Wexner's attorneys, but each time was unaccessible. The motion states federal court records show action was taken on the subpoena issue, but the documents were sealed. A spokesman for Wexner declined to comment for this article as RadarOnline.com previously reported. Epstein was suspiciously found hanging in his New York uh, jail cell in August 2019 while awaiting a sex trafficking trial allegedly providing a bevy of young uh, girls and powerful politicians and businessmen, rumored to include Prince Andrew. There's no rumor. The photographs are real. They're not doctored. And yet, Ghislaine Maxwell, on television, on 60 Minutes, from prison where she plays the victim, continues to state that those photographs are doctored. That should let you know these people don't mind continually lying no matter what liar liar pants on fire all right we got a few other ones i want to hit former planned parenthood director commits suicide after police raid his home in cp case so so yeah that guy you know who yeah he 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 looks normal he doesn't look like he'd ever abuse a child who uh is a director of a place that encourages people not to have children and has gone beyond the three month marker that was once the accepted, uh, time period in which you could abort your child. Uh, yeah. Into CP 2 Allegedly, I guess, I guess we don't know. He only killed himself once they started looking for it and really look, I don't want to get too dark here because I'm really not a corporal punishment or a kill them all type of guy. A guy like that, if he did those things, needs to go to jail forever. Unfortunately, the system we have no longer puts those people in jail forever, and we're going to get to a new story as to why that is. Okay, and, and by the way, uh, it involves the UN, the World Health Organization, and how they're now normalizing pedophilia. However, when somebody who's accused of that stuff takes their own life. Okay, (laughs) sorry, but okay. I'm not encouraging them to do so. I don't want people who are going to hurt children, near children. And if you're not going to put them in jail for the rest of their lives, and they want to take their life, good. Good. That is a positive thing. And remember, the monsters among us are everywhere even in positions of power former cobb county police canine handler charged with child molestation somebody who is 66 years old uh involved in law enforcement and is in cobb county jail on two counts of child molestation for an incident in may okay so just because somebody's a teacher or somebody's in law enforcement doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good person. You know, these people put themselves around children all over. Um, let's see. Starting tomorrow, families receive a climate incentive payment to get even more support this year. And this is this is Canada. This is new. This is all part of that same agenda. That same agenda. That Oh, you want an energy certificate? That's what we'll do you want to sell it back. That's what we'll do. Hmm. So here it is. New UN backed, uh, legal recommendations, normalize sex with minors, outright outraged critics say, and no, it's not the outraged critics. Uh, here's uh, part of the, the, uh, the actual thing. Principle 16. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact if not in law so you got an organization here right that's pushing the transgender agenda here okay criminalization in many countries trans people are arrested and targeted based on laws and regulation that criminalize so-called cross-dressing or uh imitating members of the opposite sex many authorities refuse to recognize the gender identity of trans people and assume they are gay or lesbian. As a result, trans people are often uh, face res- arrest and harassment in countries. that criminalize consensual same sex relationships, regardless of their actual sexual orientation, trans people may also f- uh, face arrest and harassment on the basis of laws, criminalizing sex workers. Wait, what? oh so so now you're mad that prostitution is illegal in the same document that you're promoting trans kids they're promoting trans kids they're telling you that it's not a mental illness gender dysphoria is in fact a mental illness you cannot change your biology you cannot change your chromosomes no matter what unzip genes okay and from transgender to transhuman tell you on behalf of a transhumanist, virtually human, Martin Rothblatt agenda. No, no, no. So the UN, the WHO, you bet your ass they're coming after your kids with this trans movement by saying they're going to protect trans and gender non-conforming children and youth. Non-conforming children and youth. You don't want to conform to what your parents want you to do? Don't worry. We got the hormone blockers for you. Don't worry. We won't tell them. Don't worry. We'll give you binders. Don't worry. And I'm not talking about binders for your notebooks, folks. I'm talking about binders. Don't worry. We'll put you on the path to life changing surgery that is absolutely 100% irreversible. We'll do that for you. Because they love you. They're the best. Oh, boy. I think that's going to wrap it up for me and the premium end of the broadcast. I do want to remind everybody that if you're watching this on the replay, it gives it a thumbs up. Share it with others. Share the first hour if you're just watching this premium style now. Remember that... We also have an audio format where you can give away the entire show via an RSS feed over at the Info Warrior. We want you to subscribe over to Red Voice Media's Rumble channel if you're not already subscribed, my Rumble channel, uh, another way, great way to support the broadcast and, and and truly and honestly, guys. This is a broadcast that has nothing to do with partisan politics. This is a broadcast that is going to challenge not only the great narrative set forth by a predator class but the prevailing narratives in alternative or conservative media especially when it comes to the musker do aka the muskernuts aka the trojan horse civilian system savior that's being propped up right now so We'll watch the rest of the Tuckins tomorrow. We'll probably come back with some more clips. Uh, Maybe we'll take some questions via the uh, chat tomorrow as well. It's all up in the air. But as always, I want to reiterate it one more time. It is not about left or right. It is always about right and wrong. We are trying to save humanity here. We are trying to save the species here, and we will continue to do so. I love you guys. Thank you for joining me, and I will see you all on the flip side.